0: Learn more at marines.com. This
1: is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
0: And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. Taking your questions here in the mailbag with Mike Wheeler, Husker Online intern, joining us here in studio as he's pretty much the only intern left in town. I think Allie's in Chicago, Grace is in Spain. Alex on the World Series of Poker tour. As far as we know, we don't we don't know where Alex is at right now. Um, but w- what do you got, Mike? Uh, start us out in the mailbag. All right, so
2: we'll start out here in recruiting. So, of the two prospects on Nebraska's board for 2021, do you see Peter Costelli or Santonio Marucci being a better fit for the Huskers' offense?
1: I'd I'd have to go with Costelli right now, and just because I think he's a little bit more athletic. I think they both have very strong arms. But I, I would say that Costelli, um, you know, he's a 10, 800-meter guy. He was the first offer, too, right? Yeah, and he was the first offer, um, well, between those two. And so – and Nebraska was his first offer. He's since blown up. He's got, you know, close to 10, 10 offers. Most of the Pac-12 now is, has offered him. But, uh, yeah, I, I, would, I would lean more towards Costelli just because I think he's a little bit mo- more mobile, a little bit more athletic.
2: All right, uh, moving on here. So just sort of a f- uh, future football question. If something as unfortunate as a season-ending injury were to occur to Adrian Martinez, do you think the staff would sacrifice Luke McCaffrey's red shirt to revive the season, or do you think they would lead on Noah Vedrill to quarterback the rest of the year? I,
0: I think you have to see how it plays out. I mean, just just to assume that McCaffrey's better than Vedrill is a big assumption right now. No Vedrals played in a lot of Division I games already for two seasons, particularly at Central Florida, where he got a lot of games logged as McKenzie Milton's backup. He's grown. He's matured. He doesn't have the elite-level arm strength of some of the quarterbacks on the roster, but he's got the upper, you know, the knowledge, the mental knowledge of what to do. So that's a tough one. I think it's a big assumption. I do love Luke McCaffrey, though. I think he's a very talented player. And, you know, I talked to Mario Verdusco um, Sunday at the 7-on-7. We were talking for a while, and he said he was just amazed how Luke McCaffrey literally had the whole playbook learned and studied before he even got to campus. And and that's unheard of at this level to see a guy walk into the meeting room day one and just speak the language like he did. So, um, it would be an interesting battle, but I think a big assumption is to assume it's automatically McCaffrey.
3: Oh, well, yeah, and with the redshirt rule, too, I mean, you could have the, op- the luxury of toying with McCaffrey for a little bit with zero consequence, so, uh, you know, they'd have options, but right now, uh, I'm with Sean, I think that... Uh, It'd be hard to, uh, you know, just assume that McCaffrey would be the guy uh, just given the the experience factor and the fact that he's just been on campus for a handful of months. And so, you know, hopefully uh, this is a discussion that we uh, do not have to have come the fall. Yeah, I'm 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 leery of even like jumping into this.
1: Like, I don't want to be part of any sort of jinx or anything like that, but. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think you'd have to automatically go with Vedral, and then maybe see if you can't have an opportunity to throw McCaffrey in there to see what he can do. But, uh, but yeah, I think you you would probably lean more towards the guy that has a little bit more experience.
0: Uh, you know, it always drives me nuts, guys, when someone says if Nebraska loses Adrian Martinez, their seasons in the tank. I mean, <laughs> you, other than you could about, say that for any yeah, for other Wisconsin. than Alabama and Clemson because of their defenses or a team like that with the running, all the other players they have, that's any team in college football. So it's, yeah, that, that that's an old take. Um, any team that loses a starting quarterback, a good starting quarterback, especially is going to have a, um, a tough season. But what do you got next, Mike?
2: All right, so uh, you guys had a pretty busy uh, last few weeks here with uh, the Adidas camp circuit. So what were your guys' general impressions of Nebraska's impact and presence at those camps?
0: Well, I was only in Georgia at the Mercer camp, and Nate and Greg were also in Miami for the two down there and then Tampa as well. But, um, you know, they go down with four coaches. Um, they have a strong presence. Uh, I know Mike Riley, the year they did it, the one year they were there, they, they used to send all, all 10, 11 coaches. I guess it was only nine assistants and one head coach of that that year itself. But um, they, they try to maximize it. They try to get guys there that they want to see. Um, Because it's a rare opportunity to go down to a kid's home turf and conduct a workout, conduct an evaluation, um, just have a chance to interact and coach a prospect or visit with a prospect. But I thought it was solid. I don't think you see immediate things right away. but. Hell, uh, Mer- Mariucci, this quarterback Nate they just offered. He was at the Florida Atlantic camp, and Mario Verdusco was able to watch him throw that day, and the offer came shortly after.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there has been a handful of new offers, and and probably dozens of new kids that are you know new prospects that are on on the radar now. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest takeaway, and like Sean said, it's this is the satellite camps are n- not usually going to be like immediate an, an return. Immediate return. This is kind of an investment. Uh, you know, for the future, and and I think that uh, you know maybe one of the things that impressed me the most is just seeing how how the coaches do interact with um, you know with some of the players that they've been recruiting that they wanted to get out to those camps or even you know some of the the high school coaches and trainers and whatnot that uh, you know that they're familiar with in the area. I mean, these are the coaches that were in at the FIU camp, FAU camp, USF, they uh, you know the, those are areas in the Mercer camp too. I mean. Um, Sean Becton, for instance, at the Mercer camp. I mean, he's been recruiting the state of Georgia now for 15-20 years. He's got connections all over the state, and so there were a lot of coaches and a lot of people there that, that wanted to say hi to Sean Becton because they knew who he was. and And I think you know, having having guys like that back in those areas, back in South Florida, and uh, you know, places where they're familiar, and, and you know, kind of spreading your brand and, and having a presence with the Nebraska in on their chest, I think is a big deal.
0: You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Mike, what do you got? I think we got time for uh, two more.
1: All right, so more of an overarching
2: kind of baseball question. So since joining the Big Ten, many Husker baseball fans have considered a regional tournament appearance as the benchmark for a successful season. But now that Michigan is going to appear in Omaha this year, has the bar been raised for Nebraska baseball?
0: Well, Indiana appeared in Omaha as well. So you've had two Big Ten teams appear in the College World Series now in the eight seasons Nebraska's been in the conference Um, So that's a pretty good return. 25% of the time a big 10 team now has been in the CWS, but um, I I think people forget when Nebraska first joined the big 10, they went three straight years without making the big 12 tournament. That meant they finished ninth or 10th or the the, the bottom two teams in the big, the Iowa state and net baseball. So uh, Nebraska had a finish in the bottom two or three to not go. And they did that three years in a row. So, When they got in the Big Ten, I think people just assumed the baseball would just go back to what it was. I think the, 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 the teams in the conference were maybe a little better than people thought. There were some better Friday night pitching and you know better starting pitching than the people were expecting in this league. But the bottom line is Nebraska baseball, when they got to the Big Ten, was not the Nebraska baseball that was playing in the Super Regionals. And you know I almost just appreciate that era more, Robin, mm-hmm. for what it was. When you see how many guys went pro, when you see what Dave Van Horn and Rob Childress have done at a and in Arkansas – I mean we were witnessing a very very special era of Nebraska baseball that is not going to be easy to duplicate.
3: Yeah. But I think that, you know, Michigan is just the latest instance uh and evidence that it can be done and Nebraska No doubt, it can be done. Yeah, yeah. I mean Nebraska just whipped Michigan to end the regular season. They took 3 out of 5 the season. Yeah, and so I mean, they're not that far away and so uh to think that, you know, it's a, some unattainable thing for Nebraska to rebuild what to what it what maybe not to what it used to be but at least somewhat close um, I think is just flat out wrong and I think you, you get the Indiana's and the Michigan's and all these schools that uh, you know the Big Ten like, I agree with you it shows that the Big Ten's better than some people give it credit for but two that Nebraska is in position to make a, a quick jump and, and they soon. beat
0: Texas Tech this year Nebraska yeah and, and more so, I mean, two against
3: or CWS teams yeah and so Nebraska's road to returning to relevance and to the type of prominence that it had in the late 90s early 2000s i don't think it's as far away as some people think and it all takes is just kind of the right combination of you know recruiting and uh mentality schedule favor, and a a mentality to to get back there yeah i think it does raise the bar i mean to to
1: keep simple i i think that i mean this is proof that it can be done and that it should be something that that you can say you know that you should put on the list like okay well they they should be making regionals, super regionals, and and every now and then they should be getting really close to, or making it to 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 Omaha. I, I think it's it's doable, it's possible, and uh it, you know Nebraska is a program that's invested in their in their baseball team and their baseball program, and so uh, I think this is something that. You, know, you can't expect every single year but I think it's something that that uh, you know you should you should say okay this is an attainable goal at the very least
0: final question Mike Wheeler what do you have? All right so what are your guys'
2: Husker comfort games the games that you go to when you're jonesing for some football to watch
0: Husker comfort game I mean just like the games that you just love to watch like re- you can watch it over and over again One that I always enjoyed was that 05 Alamo Bowl when they beat Michigan. Just because Nebraska talent wise had no business winning that game, I mean it was like an NFL team on the field. Michigan they had literally like eighteen draft picks on like their on their team that year. It was cra- I mean uh, mm-hmm. over a two or three year period, it was a loaded Michigan team that played nearly for a national championship the next year. That one was a fun one just to see Zach Taylor and Corey Ross.
3: Yeah, Corey Ross's like second half was unbelievable. And when they like, made that comeback they
0: made michigan just look slow and mm-hmm. and you know you had adam Ickes, who was like basically he he needed shoulder surgery and he played through the game and like was tackling like steve breston on kickoff returns and then had like shoulder surgery like the next day i mean it was wasn't that, blake Tiedke playing blake safety T- <laughs> Who is, was it Breston the returner from Stevie Mich- Stevie Breston Like I mean he was so much faster than everybody mm-hmm. Nebraska had That
3: Michigan team was loaded yeah. <laughs> they had, so. Mario Manningham Yeah Yeah uh, yeah that's a good one uh, but for whatever reason the 95 win at Michigan State when they whipped that Nick Saban team. The Lawrence Phillips catch the shotgun Yeah, it was game. a total blowout. And But, like, that game is when I think of the 95 team, obviously the, the Fiesta Bowl. But that Michigan State game, I think it was because, like, that's back when we had VCRs, and I taped that game. It was an 11 a.m. ABC yeah. game. and I remember just watching that tape of that game over and over and over. And so, like, uh, man. Nick Saban. Just ne- wave after wave. They would take out the starters, and then the second team would just go – bananas and then the third team amon green this freshman comes on and scores a couple touchdowns it was just ridiculous how good that team was and then looking back seeing nick saban all flustered like that added a little and tom
0: osborne in. said to nick saban after the game he said this years later you're not as bad as you think you are right now
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hang in there champ because <laughs> they beat him the
0: next year in lincoln pretty similarly but nate what's yours
1: well the the colorado game where alex henry hit the field goal oh wait, yeah, dominican sue had the, the, the pick six. I mean, that's, that's a game that will put a smile on anybody's face, I, I think, when you're talking about beating Colorado and the way that they beat them. Um, you know, and, I mean, watching andama and Sue just uh, stiff arm. Haskins. Uh, um, what, what was the court? It was the Hawkins, 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 Hawkins yeah, Hawkins, Cody, Cody Hawkins, Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah, Cody Hawkins. And then
0: throw. He didn't get flagged for that when he no, threw the no, ball and spiked
1: it right. He in the, threw it yeah. like I
0: was. I would think I was standing right next <laughs> yeah. to you. We were standing we were in by the corner keith corner. Yep. Keith Van goes well. Sue just solidified all Big Twelve because <laughs> at that point it wasn't like a sure thing. I mean, Sue was good, but that was kind of like yeah. the turning game.
3: That was before, right before his breakout. And
0: then the, the Clemson Bowl game when Dabo Sweeney – I mean, who would have thought Nebraska would have manhandled Dabo Sweeney team at the line of CJ
3: Spiller was on that team. Man. Yeah, that was a good
1: – and they had yeah, – that was a good Clemson team.
2: Uh,
0: all right, young Mike. Your game's probably like from 15 or 16.
2: Uh, no, mine's actually <laughs> 2010 Missouri. Ooh, the uh, Roy mm, Hallou game. Nice I love one. that nice game. one. Yeah, now the,
0: the '09 game was when Sue twisted yeah, the leg of Blaine Gabbert. That was the
2: rain game. That was the rain game, and Sue got the That was a Thursday night game too. Yeah, yeah, Robin
0: and I rode with Ross Jernstrom, if I remember right, <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a Channel Six. I used to work for Channel Six then. It was a min, in the minivan. We rode down in Columbia, and it was yeah. it was it was a, a long ride in that rain.
3: God, Hulu was unbelievable in that ten game. Missouri oh, came in. I think they were number six that game yeah. too.
0: Because Martinez was on his top of the mountain at that point. Then he hurt his foot. That was the turning. He his p- foot that game. That I was think, the turning yeah, was point of game. Martinez's career. He was like a Heisman, like New York invite. Sure. He was a finalist at that point after that Thursday night game in Manhattan. But all right, guys. <laughs> Sidetracked. We went way over time here, but that's okay. It's June uh, when we come back. I've got a couple of interviews. I'm going to start with. Uh, we're going to bring in Sean Becton, Nebraska's tight end coach. Had a chance to catch up with him on the road. We'll hear from Coach Becton next. You're listening here to the Oscar Line Show.